This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz are back in action tonight, looking to take a two-game-to-nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers after their 112-109 win on Tuesday night. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock tonight. Pre-game coverage starts at 7 on the Zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, I want to remind you about our good friends at uh, Davis Vision. They've got their summer sale going on now. Save up to $1,000. Uh, get rid of those contacts and glasses. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. 801-253-3080. Stay tuned at the end of this segment around 25 uh, around 325, uh, we will give out Gordon, would you rather number two? Hopefully you were listening when we gave out uh, number one at 230. We'll, we will ask for all four our answers to Gordon, would you rather at 530. And if you have all four, you're coming to the game tonight. So keep listening. Also, don't forget about Austin's wild cards. Could come anyway, at any time, any moment. You know, I had a moment of panic during game one. Okay. I lost my phone. Yes, I know. I It was right before the show started for uh, the pregame show. Yeah, that was weird. It, we've gotten so connected to our phones now that when your phone goes missing, you feel darn near naked. Well, you're worried about all those naked photos on there, I'm oh, sure. Oh, no. No, it's just that this, you know, you keep all track of everything in there. And, uh, yeah, someone picked it up because they thought it was theirs. How many people you know have a phone that looks like that? I mean, exactly like that. Like everybody? I guess a phone's a phone. But this one has this doodad. Uh, anyway. Are you saying that nobody out there has a phone as No, I don't, as I don't mean the quality of the phone. I mean that, that has that case. Anyway, it was someone else picked it up. So Is it like it, some diamond-encrusted case or something? No. Like what? I mean, it's no. a case. Yeah, but Everybody's it, got a case. It, you are a case. Anyway, so uh, so <laughs> Tim called my number, and it was turned off because I keep the phone turned off during the show because of what I've learned with Lloyd calling me and you calling me, Jake, to make my phone go off during the show. I always silence it, but it vibrated, and I, I guess that was enough to get the person's that, attention. That did work a lot, you know. Well, you were... T- you were t- <laughs> Lloyd is calling me right now. So am I. Oh, are you? How come his not, his name is coming up on my phone <laughs> and yours it. isn't? I love it that Lloyd had the same thought. 
Anyway. Yeah, mine yeah. went right to voicemail, apparently. Well, that's too bad. Well, hold on to your phones. So you got it back. Thank goodness. All right. Should we hear from Joe Eagles? Let's do it. Uh, there is one specific portion of this media availability that really made me think of you. <laughs> I wonder okay. which moment. I wonder if you'll be able to pick it out. All right. Let's, uh, let's see if I can. Let's give it a listen. Hey, Joe, just uh, with the news that Mike is out, obviously, you know, you guys have gotten accustomed to playing without him at various times this year. What kind of changes for you? What changes have you seen, you know, throughout the course of the playoffs thus far and how teams are guarding you? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it sucks that Mike's not playing. Obviously, we, we want him to be out there um, as much as we can. So, um, or obviously, whenever, whenever he's healthy. So, um, to the second part, like obviously, yeah, it might role changes obviously going into the starting lineup, which like you said, I'm, I'm kind of used to kind of going in now a little bit, um, depending on the, the situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of them obviously sending me right. And then either depending kind of who the, the big is or, or the lineup, if they go five smalls, they send me right and switch or switch regularly or, um, if it's a big semi-right and, and kind of a drop back or, or switching, depending on the, the lineup or, or time of the game. So, yeah, just just making reads out of it. Um, if they're back and I've got the shot shooter, if I can get downhill and, and make a play for someone else um, or, or Rudy or one of the cars, do that. Um, but I'm sure you're going to hint at me not shooting well, so I'm going to keep shooting, even though I didn't shoot well and I haven't been shooting well. So I'll answer that question before someone asks me. Um, but yeah, no, just kind of reading, re- reading how they play. Uh, obviously, start of the game, you can can pick up a few things. Um, they started smaller, like they had been playing. So, so obviously from the start, probably a lot, a, a bit more switching. And then when they bring the the bigs in, um, just reading how they play it. Lawrence Murray, the Athletic. Hi, Joe. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, uh, and remember three years ago, uh, obviously Paul George was with the Thunder then, and uh, that was the that was a great series between the Jazz and the Thunder that uh, Utah won. Flash forward, now you guys matched up again. He's on the Clippers, and I just want to know if you've seen differences in his game since then, um, and if you have a different kind of interaction with him, a different kind of uh, perspective of him now um, compared to that first playoff meeting three years ago. Um, no, no, I mean I apart from watching clips and preparing um, for, for the game as per normal, depending on whoever we play. Um, the whole like narrative of like Joe versus Paul George is kind of a little bit old in my mind. Um, it's the Jazz versus the Clippers. It was OKC versus the Jazz. Um, obviously for me, it's a matchup that, that I want to try and do. Um, and I like kind of hold him as much as I can. Again, he's he's obviously um, a highly impact, impactful player for their team. He, he has the ball. He he gets shots with, within their offense. So uh, I obviously realize he's he's heavily involved. And and for for me or for for Royce or Boyan or whoever's guarding him, Donovan at that that point, it's just to make it as tough as we can on on him and Anqua. It's not a there's no individual battles or one on one. Uh, matchups is 10 guys on the court and, and obviously we've got to defend as a team and, and that's what we've done all year so um, I personally don't read into the one-on-one stuff or the I mean three years ago was 
a long time. My, my twins were barely talking then and now they're five and annoy the hell out of me. So um, a lot, uh, three years, three years is a long time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope he's happy there and, and whatever, but um, um, it's the Jazz versus the Clippers and um, and that's all I'm focused on. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Joe, other than, you know, just kind of making shots, what was the biggest difference between the start of the first quarter and the start of the third quarter when you guys started to get your offense going? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of go away from the, the making shots part, but obviously that's a big part of it. Um, I mean, we missed like whatever, I think Coach said it yesterday, like 20 or 21 or something like that, straight field goals. And um, I think a lot of them I'd have to, I mean, you guys probably know, but like a high number of those 21 were, were good shots too. I don't think there was many bad shots taken. Um, and that's how we've we've played all year. Like when we we have open shots, we take them. If um, we're 0 for 5, 0 for 15, whatever it is, if we, if we get a good look, that's how we've played. We've played... Um, kind of aggressive offensively. Transition, we've shot threes all year. The half court, if someone's got a look, we've shot threes all year. Um, obviously, if they they help out, we can get Rudy and Fave on the rim. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we, I, I do think we got better as the game went on. I think our um, defensive rebound and we got out and ran a bit more in that start of the third quarter. We were getting stops and um, kind of were able to get out and run a bit more when, when you're getting stops. So um, the guys did a hell of a job on the rebounds. Um, Royce on the offensive boards, getting us more possessions. There was, there was just a few things. I think as the game um, went on from the start till even till the end, just just getting better as the game went on. Um, and I think we we showed that. I think and like I said, like you said, like making shots obviously helps that because um, it's a lot easier for us to not have to ha- hold on like to the defensive end. Um, and I think that was one thing you obviously take away. We, we were able to still be in the game. Like if you miss 21 straight shots, that could easily be a 15, 20 run, um, which we're able to obviously hold pretty steady. And, and I think the biggest it got out to was like 14 or 15 or whatever the lead was. So um, yeah, we don't want to, we're not going to, we're not planning to miss 21 tonight. That was, that was the main, main uh, talk to talk about in film this morning. Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Joe. Um, you guys kind of held Kawhi and Paul a little, you know, under their season averages. I think 43 points, 13 to 36. Were you happy with the defensive effort? But they also missed some open shots. So there are still adjustments that need to be made? Or were you guys pretty satisfied how you uh, kind of contained them? Um, yeah, I mean, a bit of both. I think we we did do a, a good job in, in certain situations and, and just making it tough. and. Um, I mean, they're, they're obviously both both great players. So they, like I said before, they're gonna have the ball. They're gonna they're gonna get shots. They're gonna have possessions where it might be an ISO or a Kawhi on the post or or Paul George playing pick and roll from the high quadrant or whatever it is. They're, they're gonna have the ball. So um, there was some open ones there, uh, which we've watched as well. And some of that was um, some miscommunication or some some uh, overhelping or whatever it was, but. Um, again, at the end of the day, f- for us, is to we know they're the two um, kind of key guys that are going to have the ball majority of the game, and, and for us, it's we've got to make it as difficult as possible for, for every minute they're out there. I think um, Kawhi got in some early foul trouble. Paul George came back in early again. Um, so, so whoever's out there, if they're out there together or one at a time or whatever the lineup is, just making it as, as difficult as possible for, for the forty-eight minutes and. 
Um, we obviously realised too in saying that that they are they're going to make some shots. If Kawhi's going to make some turnarounds in the post or whatever it is, but just making it as tough as we can for for that forty eight minutes. Next question, Rebecca Harlow. Rebecca Harlow. Hey, hey, Joe. Um, two quick ones for you. Just your thoughts on Rudy. Tremendous news with Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I mean, not a surprise, honestly. I think being around him daily and for seven years now, um, we within the organization and obviously a lot of people outside uh, with the votes and stuff uh, realize what he does on a on a daily for us. It's not this isn't like a random where he had a 50 point game one time or something. Like he, he does this every night, regardless of who we're playing. Whenever he's out there, he he is the anchor in our in our defense. There's no questions about it um he makes us all better defenders he lets us be more aggressive because we we know he's got our back and um it's nice to have um a big seven foot french man at the back behind you (laughs) knowing that whatever happens out on the floor he's going to go and try and help you so um yeah i mean it's a a proud moment for for our organization obviously for him um to, to win three of them and i highly doubt it'll be the last one um i don't know how old he is he's how was it, 28 or something, 27? He's got a, a while to go. He looks after himself um, on and off the court. So, um, yeah, proud proud of him. He's he's grown, a, he's grown up. He's come a long way. And for you, Joe, Coach was calling you a utility player, that he has so much faith in the fact that he can plug you into so many different roles on this team wherever there's a need. I mean, that's easier said than done at this level you know when you headed into your nba career was that a goal of yours and what goes into that for you to be able to wear so many hats on this team um my first goal was just to not get cut to be honest (laughs) i was on a non-guarantee my first year and i just wanted to do anything i could to to make the team so whether that played into a, a part of kind of doing whatever i had to do to stay on the floor i still remember one of the first ever conversations I had with coach was um, him telling me to run to the corner and shoot threes uh, if I was open and, and to defend. And if I did those two things, I was going to be able to have a chance to, to stay on the court. And um, obviously as I've progressed here through seven years now, or whatever um, I've tried to develop every year, I've tried to bring something different um, to my own game. There's been certain things I've worked on and got better at um, the kind of utility player person um i think that's probably more being the last couple of years two or three years the first few years i was pretty kind of not stuck in a role but like entrenched in, in what i was doing and um i mean it's fun i i it's a little unpredictable at times which is um can be like frustrating for myself because i want to obviously play it um really well every night but some nights it's it is where some nights i'll get more shots some nights i'm a facilitator some nights he wants me to guard Paul George, like whatever the situation is, um, I am happy to do it. They're like, it's, you see there, like people tell me they want me to shoot more. They're like, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. That's the aim of basketball. It's, there's one ball out there and, and we're all trying to do the best of, of our abilities out there. And if we're hot and we're winning and I'm not shooting and we're winning, like who cares? We're winning, we're winning the game. So I've, I've tried to kind of lock into um, whatever my role is, whether it be starting one game is obviously when Mike comes back, I'm very well aware. I'll be going back to the bench and, and that's, um, that's the way it's been. That's the way my career has been. And, um, 
I'm happy to do whatever it takes for, for us to win. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, it's fun. Um, again, it's just about kind of being locked into to whatever that role is, whether it be more aggressive um, defending or whatever it is. So, um, again, like I said, happy to, happy to do whatever it is that coach wants me to do and, and our team needs. David Locke, Jazz Radio. Oh, uh, Locke. How are you, Joe? You're uh, going to yell at me. Go yell, yell your question as loud as possible. Uh, I'll wait for later tonight. Um, it was, I had to yell really loud last day when I had to get out of the crowd. Two quick ones if I could. You nicely kind of outlined how you read pick and rolls with the big. You guys, again, switching kind of that f- slow start and then kind of an explosion seems to be the pattern against switching. Uh, what is the, What are the reads that you have to make that may lead to why you get better at it as the game goes on? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously at the start of the game, especially this year, like you don't know exactly what they're going to do. You've got an idea what they're going to do. Um, they started off switching. They went to hedge, I think for a little bit with Donovan um, and maybe Boyan for a certain part of it. Then they were, they blitzed Donovan randomly a couple of times. Um, yeah. I guess kind of, like I said before, it's just, it's about reading it. It's about the first quarter. Obviously we have an idea what they're going to do. They have an idea what we're doing. Um, and we, you, you try and do your best to, to execute as the game goes on. Zubac comes in and it's a different pick and roll. Maybe he's up, maybe he's switching, maybe he's blitzing. So um, as the, over the course of the game, you obviously get more of an idea as the game goes on of, of how they're playing a certain situation. And then um, for us, it's about reading what they're doing and, and then obviously executing. And um, like you said, I think we do get, we get better at things as games goes on. There's, I think it was like the Atlanta game in Atlanta. We hadn't played against like a drop defense for like a month or something or four or five weeks. And we sucked in the first half. And then as the game went on, we got better and better. I think we, I think we ended up winning the game, but um, the the course of the game, we, we usually get better at things. So um, obviously we, <laughs> we don't want to put ourselves in a, a 10, 13, 12 point de- deficit, whatever it was, but um, obviously yeah, we, 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 a confident in our abilities with Donovan on the ball or whoever it is that they're going to make the right play and the right read. Um, and we're going to get the shots that we like. And again, we went over 20, whatever, but we were, well, I think we were taking pretty good shots for a lot of the time. So we're going to take them. Um, and obviously our belief is that we, we're going to make more than we miss, or we might not make more than we miss, but we'll, we'll make shots. All right. There you go. Joe Ingalls. You heard him, Gordon. He doesn't want to hear questions about how well he's shooting. He's going to continue to do it. Yep. Fire away. Fire away. Keep shooting. You heard him. Don't stop. You've been encouraging him to stop for the last no, week I now. Haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> Talking about how, well, just yesterday you were like, "Do you really want Joe Ingles shooting the ball no, in the fourth quarter?" Yes, you did. I said, if it's a final possession of a game. Is he the guy that you want taking the shot? No, but keep shooting. That is not what you said. I, did, well, I didn't say keep shooting, but I didn't need to. I was talking about a final final shot of the Moving game. Moving on back, pal. No, back I'm not up. backing up at all. Back it up. No, I'm saying that that is not the one, the way he's shooting right now. He is not the one that you would want to take the final shot. But I don't think he should stop shooting. 
That's the worst thing is, you can is do. That how you interpreted the conversation? Uh, there yesterday? was there was a little more context to it. I think you're both misrepresenting each of your sides on this. But stop it! No, we are not. Well, One side is being represented I, perfectly how well. How am I misrepresenting what I said? Well, there was more context to the to the thing. You were talking about specifically how he shot in game one. And would you still, in game one, like a game like that, would you want him to be the guy taking the shot? Well, I actually, Jake I was, said yes. I was referring to not just game one. I was referring to the way he's been shooting over the past four or five games. Hmm. And Jake said, Jake said yes, and you said no. Right. It, in the whole conversation, he's just like, if you're shooting like that, I mean... <laughs> Come stop on. shooting. No, I, didn't, I, never that's said, I never said stop shooting. That's the worst well, thing you can do. Well, he's not going to do it. Because he's got to work his way out of it. All right. Are you ready for another Would You Rather? Okay. It is 25 after the hour. I'm ready. Uh, <clears throat> so how we're doing this, we're giving away, we have three pair of jazz tickets to give away, and we're, we're giving them away two different ways. One, Austin has a wild card for two pair of tickets, so Austin could drop in in the show at any moment. And give away tickets. I've almost done it twice. Have you really? Yeah. Probably right there, being an example, right? No, that one wasn't one okay. of them. Uh, so Austin could drop in at any moment and give away tickets. The other way, we're doing uh, Gordon's Would You Rather at 25 of every hour. We did one at uh, 225. Now here we're going to do a 325. At 530, you have to have all four of Gordon's answers. Here's Would You Rather number two. Would you rather only be able to wear underwear forever? So for the rest of your days, you can only wear underwear. I mean, even like, if I'm going out? Right. All right. So no shorts, pants. Just shirt, underwear. Just underwear. Okay. Uh, or Porky Piggot to one very important press conference, and you have to ask at least one question. Oh, I'm Porky So, Piggy. like a... Like a ah, that's easy. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, no. On camera? I'm not going to wear my underwear and only my underwear everywhere I, I go. You will make national news. <laughs> well, I would make national news, too. How could I... So, I, you're covering the cell of the jazz from Gail Miller to Ryan Smith, and you're asking questions... Porky Pig in it. Only in a shirt. <laughs> That's your choice? <laughs> you would be instantly fired. The you underwear probably... covers the delicates. As it says in Ephesians. It's, you said it's, a, it's Ezekiel. But Ezekiel, whatever. I forgot. Wow. So, I, okay. I, 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 wow. So for those folks out there, Porky Pig, it means Gordon would have to go to the press conference in only a T-shirt. Well, if I went in my underwear, it'd be the same thing. It wouldn't be the yes, same it thing. Would. It would. No, one is indecent exposure. One's against the law. I think going parading around in your underwear is probably against the law too. No, it's not. You're covered, and you, you're missing the fact that you could just really stay home, read the good book, and instruct. So you would do this where where you would probably be locked up in an insane asylum. <laughs> You'd certainly lose your job. You'd make national news. <laughs> Columnist shows up at press conference. I think you would make national news either way. Well, let's crack open the good book here and read from, uh, uh, from uh, Ezekiel 4, where it says, if you have the goods, go ahead and show the goods. <laughs> Listen to you be barely even, like, able to contain your giggle at the end of that. 
<laughs> You're asking me the would you rather, and I'm answering the question. I know. I'm just surprised. I, I Once again, I think I would have gone the other direction. That would, Definitely. That's yeah. All, yeah, but that's only a one-time deal. It's not the rest of my life I have to walk around see, in my underwear. But is, it's very it's, life-altering. Though. Yes, it's a one-time deal that then you go to prison for. Yeah, but do you think that pra- praying around in my underwear everywhere I go would not be uh, uh, everywhere I go? But you, oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not an ideal situation. But it's the you, other one. It's just once. But you could stay home. <laughs> right. You don't have to go anywhere. You could just stay home. This is on-camera at the most important press conference. And I feel like you could... Representing the Tribune. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could get creative with the underwear choice. <laughs> By what? So Maybe in... Long John's. Yeah. That's know. underwear. Right. All right. <clears throat> so know the answer to this at uh, at 5.30. And <laughs> as well as the, the 4.30, which you rather... Or 4.25, which you rather, and 5.25, which you rather. Stay I'm, tuned. I'm porky pigging it, man. Well, uh, on that note... Out to the zone phone, uh, we go. <laughs> Joining us now, he is uh, Dr. Johnson, our fa- our friend from Premier Wave Therapy, with us back here on the big show. Hello, doctor. Hey, how you doing? We are doing great. Let's help our listeners turn back the clock. What do you say? Sounds good. Sounds good. Doc, doc why, yeah. don't you, why don't you explain to our listeners what it is you do? Well, we treat men's erectile dysfunction and vaginal problems for the women. That's mostly due to aging. As you get older, especially on the men's side, you lose blood vessels. So our treatment, which uses a shock wave, helps to regenerate new blood vessels, which is the main problem in erectile dysfunction. For the women, you start losing collagen and elastin once you reach age 25. And then you have children and it just, you know, wrecks havoc. So... We would grow the elastin and collagen by turning back on the cells that make that stuff and helps fix a lot of problems for the women, such as stress incontinence and whatnot. But the men, obviously, it helps with erections and various things. So it's a great treatment, painless, and very, very effective. And the technology you guys use is state-of-the-art, right? You you even developed some of it, right? Yep, we have state-of-the-art, best in the business, best in class. And then I helped develop some of the lasers. I was a professor group for several years and was doing research on some lasers to help develop the treatment and the treatment protocols. In fact, on both men and women, we have completely different protocols than most because we've developed them ourselves to try to get the most effective treatments. And a special deal going right now for Zone listeners. They will match any price out there. Take advantage. Call 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-WAVE and uh, get on that schedule. Doctor, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's Premier Wave Therapy. Again, that number, uh, 385-360-WAVE. Stay tuned. Sam Amick will be on with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Bell, bell. All right, Rudy Gobert wins the Defensive Player of the Year yesterday. It is the third time he has won that honor in his career. Jazz back at it tonight against the Clippers here at Vivid Arena. Boyan Bogdanovich was asked about going head-to-head with Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, they are both great players, so we were trying to force them to take tough shots. Rudy was there every single time when they when they have blow by us or, 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 or had a 
straight line drive. So great, great team defense overall on, on, on these two guys. But we know how how good they are and they're going to be extra aggressive next game. All right, tip-off for tonight's game coming your way a little after 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage from the plaza out front of Vivint Arena begins at 7. Uh, this update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner. Syringa Networks, call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. It's the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. you got to like this tune, right, Gordon? Yeah, why not? I uh, want to remind you, the top 60 and 60 is back on The Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only right here on The Zone Sports Network. Gordon, I don't know if you have been uh, following the college football news that has been pouring out as we uh, take a moment. Uh, we're just taking a break from the Jazz for a moment. Um, it, it, Bill Hancock, uh, a bunch of the college football, uh, what the, the, the people on the board or whatever they're calling it, college football playoffs, four-person working group, <laughs> uh, Gordon, submitted a proposal today uh, that would recommend uh, expanding the current FBS postseason format from four to 12 teams. The new format, if ultimately implemented, would take effect no earlier than 2023. So, okay, clarify one thing on this for me. Are there automatic bids or not? So here's, here's what's being recommended okay. or submitted or whatever. It's going to be studied over the summer. The 12-team field would be made up of the sixth highest-ranked conference champions and the six highest-ranked remaining teams in the final college football playoff rankings. Okay. There would be no limit on the number of teams from a particular conference, and no conference would qualify automatically. In this 12-team format, the four highest-ranked conference champions would be seeded one through four and receive a bye. Seeds five through eight would host first-round games at campus sites. The quarterfinals and semifinals would be played in bowl games, and the national championship uh, game would continue to be played at a neutral site. So the, the, the nuance to this is the six highest-ranked conference champions, regardless of what whether you're a group of five or a power five. Right. 
Well, that's good news for the uh, group of five. Yeah, Although there's no guarantee. Pro- no. Well, there's kind of, of a guarantee teams- that they'd get one. What if they're not as highly ranked? As who? I don't know. The other 11 teams. Well, because there's... I mean, there the are, other... There are five yeah. power conferences. Mm-hmm. And the six highest-rated conference okay. champions All right. get in. So it would be hard for the SEC to have two conference champions? Unless they tied. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's good news for the group of five. As long as they can have quali- a few, a couple of quality teams, I might get two teams in, depending on how it goes. You know, these years that we've seen a couple of group of five teams be really quite good, at least uh, it's a high standard still. You've got to be ranked highly, but uh, I'm okay with that. So I, I yeah I'm I'm okay with it. It's fine. Twelve seems like a lot, but what are you going to do? I guess I I'm trying to think. It's it's a good thing for the Pac-12 certainly. Um, I'm trying to think if it's a good thing for BYU. The the conference champ part doesn't seem to uh, to obviously apply to them, but having more open slots is probably a good thing, right? Well, what were they ranked this year? Was it eleven? Did they finish in the college football playoff? Yeah. I can't remember. No, I mean. Yeah, I guess I was thinking that's the ranking that would ma- would matter. Yeah, well, they would would they've gotten in? I don't know. I can't remember where they were before. Anyway, yeah, it, I think it opens the door a little wider for them for an opportunity. Of course, it all comes down to who the people who are voting, uh, what their view is, and what their you know what their frame of reference and biases are. Now, here's an interesting part. From what I can understand, and Jack Swarbuck is on this committee, from what I can understand, here's the interesting part. Um, no, Notre Dame will get no special exception. So Notre Dame is actually in the same boat BYU is. So they can't get a bye. But they figure, they figure they'll be ranked among the top teams, right? Right, but they can't get a bye. BYU, by the way, was 16th in the final college football playoff poll. And they were 11th, I think, in the final poll, right? Something like that. Look, that, that, gives, that gives a good group of five team a better opportunity. Of course, there's more slots. Well, I'd, I'd love it that Notre Dame's not getting special exception. That's only fair. Yeah, but they probably figure we, we have our teams uh, typically are pretty good, so they— but you know, this, if, is, this is less about getting in and more about they don't get they're not eligible for a top four seed. Mm-hmm. They can't get a bye game. All right. Isn't yeah. it the first time ever that uh, folks haven't bent over backwards for <laughs> Notre Dame? They should never have been treated any differently than BYU. It's Notre Dame, Jake. So some you're going to use the very people. argument that I just criticized? Yeah. I mean, so, I'm, no, no, I'm Come not on. saying I'm in favor of it. Dame. I'm just saying that that's the way people view it. And it's probably the way they view it themselves, that we're we're going to get in and we're going to get in on a regular basis. Come if it's on. not a top five, four, then they're still going to get in and uh, and get their opportunities. So, yeah, some some people are more equal than others, Jake. You know that. Should this incentivize BYU to go back to the Mountain West Conference? 
I don't know. It depends on whether they think they can achieve that high ranking one way or the other. Yeah, yeah but in this case, if they were to win the league... They'd still have to be ranked among the... No, they just have to be ranked higher than the AAC champion. That's true. Yeah. How difficult is that? I mean, Boise State's done it certainly a couple yeah. of times. Why? I mean, and then you're in. Then you don't have to worry but, about the opinion of the outsiders. Then you're in, in. I'm not sure that that's what BYU is as worried about as uh, they are the season itself. You know, having an opportunity to to chart their own course and play high-quality teams um, outside of that and uh, and maybe expand their exposure that way. Great. Uh, I, I not, don't know. Not don't having know a conference thinking. race is uninteresting, and then to add to that, you're shooting yourself in the foot to stay uninteresting. And, and the real problem that they have is when they schedule like that, are they going to be able to have a season like they had last year? <laughs> I mean, last year kind of proved how much attention they can get when they play lesser teams. BYU got more publicity last year than I can remember in a long, long time. I agree, but they were also one of the few teams, you know, like playing for a large portion of that. They played more, but still other teams were playing as well. Pac-12 didn't start until November. No, I know that. I know. But they got a lot of run. And so... The, you can argue either way. You can say, hey, get back in the Mountain West or some conference and play teams that aren't as difficult as what your schedule is going to be like this fall and have a good team and you're going to get lots of publicity and thereby now lots of opportunity. I want to remind you about our friends at Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage, specializing in jumbo loans. We'll have a market update for you coming up next. Sam Amick at 4. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz are back in action tonight, looking to take a two-game-to-nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers after their 112-109 win on Tuesday night. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock tonight. Pre-game coverage starts at 7 on the zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know what? I picture Gordon listening to this song while he's just screaming down the highway at 100 miles an hour. Windows down. Judas Priest cranked up, breaking the law. It's pronounced Porsche. First of all, I don't speed. Second of all, I might I might crank it up. <laughs> I can picture it. Uh, I have a nice car. It's time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. Gordon, how did the markets do today? Jake, what's the color of my shirt? Kind of a... a, There's an easy answer here, Jake. Like something that... Seafoam. Something that I spotted in a diaper earlier today. (laughs) It is a green shirt. 
and today was pretty green. I should know better than ask you any question. You should by now. Yeah, We've like, been doing like this a while. Years old over there. <laughs> the Dow was up over 19 points. Bang bang. The Nasdaq was up a whopping 108 and a half points. Show me the money. And the S and P was up nearly 20 points. So it was a big day. <laughs> Is that going to confuse people? Now, is that you? Is, so is that the, is is that, that the is signal? That your, is, your, is that your reaction to what the news I just gave, or is that something else, Austin Horton? I believe that's Austin pulling his wild card. All right. 855-340-ZONE. Be caller 12 right now when you're going to the game. Austin has two wild card tickets, uh, two pair of wild card jazz tickets to give away. When you hear that the next time as well, be caller 12. Call right now, 855-340-ZONE, and you're going to the game tonight. He's been waiting to play that, and now he confuses people because they <laughs> he, he played it when he was supposed to play another drop. Exactly. All right. 855-340-ZONE. And uh, you are going to the game tonight. Sam Amick joins the show coming up next. Stay tuned for that. But uh, let's uh, jump on out to the Zone phone. Joining us now from Premier, excuse me, Wave Therapies, our friend Dr. Johnson. Doctor, what's going on? Not much. How you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, let's talk to you about uh, why it's important that you guys are physician-owned and how can uh, treat our uh, treat our listeners a little bit differently. Well, it's important because, you know, this is a medical procedure. It's not like, you know, you're just going to go get your eyelashes tweaked or something. We're actually working on some vitamins. So I've actually developed a protocol so I get it from two or three hours, which is how But, you know, anatomy, thought of that's what it is. Thoughts are all the protocols. I did on the lasers and all those kind of things. Important to get the best from the best. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of best, your, your trained staff is just amazing. It was fun to get to meet them the other day. What was that again? I didn't. You know what, uh, Doctor? We're gonna put, uh, we're having some phone issues, so you know what? Would uh, get the word out if you're if you're having some issues with ED. Trust me, uh, get in and see the good folks at Premier Wave Therapy. Uh, they'll do great work. They've got a special offer for Zone listeners going right now, where they will match any price for treatment in town. Take advantage of it. Three eight five three six zero Wave is the number to call. Three eight five three six zero Wave. You can stop by their office, twenty five zero five East, thirty three hundred South. That number again, three eight five three six zero Wave. We'll have uh, more big show coming up next. Sam Amick will join the show on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the Zone.